Greetings and welcome to Trauma and Social Work Podcast. You are listening to Tanya Octave, Licensed Clinical Social Worker. My goal is to provide education, resources, suggested practices, and understand more about the aspects of trauma and social work. This podcast is for you because we are all impacted by trauma. I am your host. Go grab your notepad, pen or pencil, a cup of warm tea, and let's get down to business. Disclaimer, this podcast is not intended for medical, psychological, mental health, or legal advice. You should seek out a professional for individual and specific questions regarding your overall wellness. If you are experiencing a mental health crisis, call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. Welcome to episode five of the Trauma and Social Work podcast. Today we are going to talk about anxiety. What are the different types of anxiety? How to notice signs of anxiety in children, adolescents, and adults. I think people, for the most part, know about anxiety. People usually associate anxiety with feelings of worry, fear, panic, or discomfort. They may have sweaty or cold hands and feet. They may have difficulty sleeping, getting and staying asleep. They may struggle to relax. The body is activated and the mind is racing. It may be difficult to breathe. Your muscles may be tense and sensations of tingling or numbness. There may be experiences of butterflies in your tummy or stomach discomfort. Some feel anxiety is when you are not yourself. For me, to put it simple, anxiety is when you are focused on something that can potentially happen. This can be a thought that is bothersome to you. This can be noticed in some movement in your body. This can even be how your digestive system is reacting or being activated in some way. Anxiety is about the future. So let's take some time to talk about some different types of anxiety. There's generalized anxiety. This is the excessive worry or preoccupation with your thoughts in a variety of ways. You will feel stressed about various activities or events. You may have even attempted to control these worries. But once you feel you stopped worrying about one thing, uh, you begin to worry about something different. Generalized anxiety is experienced with physical, cognitive, and digestive symptoms. There may be restlessness, being quickly tired, challenges with thinking, forgetfulness, muscle aches, and challenges sleeping, especially for children. Children may struggle to fall or stay asleep, maybe be restless at nighttime, and can even be a little grumpy in the morning. They may have unexplained sweating, nausea, diarrhea, or complain that the symptoms just may happen. In teenagers, the same symptoms occur, but 
The young person may also experience irritability. However, this is usually not observed by other adults. Generalized anxiety disorder is usually observed in children and teenagers by their performance in sports, school, peer relationships, etc. One belief is an anxious child will grow up into an anxious adult if these symptoms are not appropriately and effectively addressed. In childhood, the worry switch from school concerns to preoccupations about relationships, day-to-day -day activities, work, I think you get the point. Now, selective mutism. This is something usually not discussed as much. And this is not why or when your girlfriend asks you to clean the kitchen and you get distracted by the TV and you don't respond. Or when you tell your child to pick up his room and he's playing video games and he's quiet. Selective mutism is different. This is first diagnosed in childhood. The child is not able to speak or communicate in specific environments. They are mute in the community, in school, or at home. There are many things a trained professional will need to rule out for an accurate diagnosis of selective mutism. And it is estimated to be about 1% of the population. Adults will see that their children can communicate in one environment, such as at home, and they communicate with relative ease. But in other settings, there's no verbal or nonverbal communication, such as maybe school environments. Then there's separation anxiety. And in child and adult, in child and teenhood, we usually see separation anxiety. This is the excessive worry, fear, anxious feelings when being separated from someone else. The child is distressed when leaving home or leaving a certain person. This can be a parent, a sibling. There is excessive worry that a particular person may be harmed in some way. There is excessive worry that something terrible will happen because of this separation. Now, this child or teen may refuse to go to places or do things that could cause separation. Sometimes there's reluctance to go to sleep, to eat, to even bathe. Children will report nightmares or daydreaming about the separation. Others often notice this and the child usually will verbalize their anxieties. There can be a buildup when the separation occurs and the individual may complain about headaches, nausea, stomach pain, shaking in their body. Although this usually occurs in children, it can manifest or re-manifest in adulthood. And sometimes this happens in interpersonal relationships and connections with animals. Now there's another idea. This other idea has to do with having mixed anxiety and depressive concerns. Now, there is some debate if this is one clinical issue or if there are two clinical issues. However, there are concerns in terms of anxiety, fears about the future, and depression, fears about the past. The mixture of both are equally distressing 
and impacts one's life in simple ways in childhood, there's this fear of going to school and worrying about what happened at school the day before. And maybe as a teenager, I am not good enough and not liked by peers, but a constant preoccupation about past events with peer relationships. In adulthood, there are these fluctuating thoughts about the future and the past. I just can't stop worrying about what is going to happen. And I keep thinking about what happened. I can't stop. Another part of anxiety is the phobias. There are many phobias about spiders, snakes, heights, dogs, lightning, fear of injections, fear of opening crowded spaces, fear of people, fear of blood or injury, fears of flying, being in enclosed and tight spaces, fears about performance. There are specific phobias. A phobia is an irrational fear or reaction. This can be internal or external. There is a deep-rooted sense of panic when the feared object is thought of or encountered. The intensity can range from annoying to debilitating. I want to clarify, this is not a means to diagnose yourself, your family members, or your co-workers. This is simply to open your eyes to some other possibilities. If you or your children may suffer in some way, always, always, always seek out a professional. Because this is just a basic understanding for the general population to listen to. I will leave with a few statements. Anxiety develops from others' risk related to genetics, brain chemistry, personality, and life events. Anxiety is the most common form of mental suffering. Anxiety is highly treatable and everyone experiences stress and anxiety at some point in their life. Disclaimer. This podcast is not intended for medical, psychological, mental health, or legal advice. You should seek out a professional for individual and specific questions regarding your overall wellness. If you are experiencing a mental health crisis, call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. this podcast please share it with others like below and subscribe to my channel I will end by saying the keys to happiness are following the path towards knowing oneself ancient comedic proverbs